Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Steady Focused. I'm your host, I'm your number one, Mr. Simeon Hendricks, and it's a great day. We're set up inside of the brand new Steady Focused studio. It's kind of our uh, soft opening, so to say. And so we're, we're thinking, like, who do we want to get in the studio first? Who's it going to be? Instantly, this man came to mind, Mr. Joe Cortez IV. He is uh, a serial entrepreneur, right? He is an extreme positive thinker. He's uh, a life coach. He's a go-getter. He's someone that I respect a great deal, and I've been wanting to get him on the show for a long time. So, guys, help me give a huge, steady, focused welcome to my friend, Mr. Joe Cortez IV. Yeah, thank you, man. It's so cool to actually be on your show. Truly a year ago, I remember seeing Steady Focus and being like, I want to be on the show. Like, I didn't even know you at that point, but it's so cool to be here face-to-face and have yeah. a friendship we have now. So thank you. Yeah, dude, you're, you're, um, what, what you put out really helps me, for reals. So I'm glad to talk with you. I know we're going to get into some deep stuff today. I'm excited. I'm excited on a, just like a lot of what I do on Steady Focused, it's, Hey, I want to talk to somebody and get some, you know, I want to, I want to get selfishly. I want to, I want to grow. I want to talk to this person and PS let's turn the cameras on. So same situation with you, man. Um, give a, give a little bit of a history of what, you know, to, to the audience that may not know you and kind of where, how you've got to where you are today. Definitely, man. I'll now keep it as brief cause we can get pretty deep, but, um, overall, man, I grew up in a, a big family. Um, and we lived down the San Antonio, Texas area. My dad was a musician, my grandfather's a musician, great-grandfather, all of them ended up being drummers, and we all had the same name, Joe James Cortez. So what's neat about that is at two, three years old, I was surrounded by an immersion of drums. So there's video, VHS, which I need to get you some VHS tapes to convert to DVD. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> plug, plug there. there but, uh, um, I got some VHS tapes of me, like two, three years old, playing drums with my dad, and uh, it was like, I felt like a prodigy at that point in time. I was like, oh my gosh, this circus act, this kid could play drums. And um, I embraced it, and my parents embraced it, and let me play drums. So I grew up playing drums, all music, everything. And one thing my dad taught me is, like, there's no bad music. There's no, like, bad genre of music. It's just music done right is good music, which was something I embraced and carried on forever. Um, but with that, I, I played drums my whole life. Um, I remember elementary school, I did the talent show, and that was the first time I got on a stage, and I got recognition for playing drums and the day after I was like, Oh my gosh, you killed it. You play drums. Can you play Metallica? Can you play this? And I was like, this is pretty cool. I'm getting attention for something okay. I like doing, you know? Okay. The, yeah. So uh, moving forward into like playing all through elementary school, junior high, high school, did the whole band thing, which was okay, but it wasn't drum set. It wasn't like actually playing, performing, but I did it. And my dad was also a band director. So I did it, you know, for his glory as well to say, Hey, you know, my dad's a phenomenal band director. I got these skills. I want to do it. But, as I got my driver's license, I started playing gigs in San Antonio. So 16 years old and playing all these bars, playing, making 100, 200 bucks a night, which is really cool when you're in high school. My buddies are working at McDonald's and I'm over here playing gigs Friday and Saturday, like doubling what their income was. Super exciting. Got to be around a lot of cool people. And I just realized that I could do something that I loved and get paid for it. And that was super valuable. So, of course, going to school, you know, um, everyone's like, hey, you should go to the best music college and do this, this and this to be successful in music. And I thought that was okay, but my parents went to UNT and studied music there. So I was like, I'm going to follow their footsteps. They're great at what they do. I'm going to go to UNT. I auditioned for UNT, and I didn't get accepted to the School of Music. 
So, man, talk about the first like crush in my life of like my goals and want to be a pro musician, want to go to school. I didn't get accepted. I got, and even like my ACT, SAT scores were good enough to get to school, but I didn't get in school of music. And remember that drive home, like having to tell my parents I didn't get accepted was the dude heartbreak nervous were you nervous or what i was sick um i was embarrassed and it you know i think at that point in time i had a nokia cell phone so i called him and told me i didn't do it but just that whole six hour drive home from denton to san antonio was brutal and that was the first time i felt like a major failure and i was questioning what i was going to do um and that really messed me up in the head because i was like i had plans and something like put a roadblock so um you know, you go to school and people tell you, go to school, go to college, get a career, get a job. So it's like, well, I got to go to college. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. I ended up going to UT San Antonio for a semester and a half. Second semester I dropped because my friends that were going to school at UNT quit going to school there and started a band in San Antonio. And um, I forget exactly how it happened, but I got the phone call or I called them. I was like, hey, what are you up to? Like, hey, I'm recording an album. I was like, UNT? Like, no, we're here in San Antonio. Come hang out with us. Come jam. So... I met up my buddies and they're recording this album, which were in the bedroom tape recorder type thing. It wasn't like a studio, but it was a home studio. Record the album. And um, I sit down with Keegan and Bells and they're like, hey man, like jam with this. Like let's let's play some music. So we started playing, it just clicked. And I remember like that moment, like we felt something and like, you know what? We're gonna call our buddy and if you wanna be in the band, you're in the band. And that's kind of a polite way of, of the way it works. And I'm really, really grateful I got in that band because the rest is history. I ended up touring for 10 years doing that. And dude, and Joe, I love that we've got the connection tying this back into music because I, I really believe rock and roll saves lives. And it's a great thing for kids to get into. It was a huge part of my life as well. So, But I also love that you toured the country for 10 years and you made money because I toured for 10 years and freaking went crazy in debt and nobody got paid. But I learned a lot. So, yeah, so you're touring the country, you know, 10 years, you're putting in the time. And then, so what happens? Why'd you get out of the band? How did it end? Well, first off, the making money, I made money, but couldn't keep money because I, I had some really bad principles and some hung around people that spent a whole lot of money. So I spent a whole lot of money. I get it. And the other thing too, that I want to touch on before we move forward also is, um, you know, when I, I failed and didn't make it into UNT, that was something very valuable to me that I've really carried on beyond and didn't make sense at the time. But I think back now, and had that not happened, had I not gotten that school, I wouldn't be where I am today. I there wouldn't have okay. linked up with the artists I got the tour with. So it was a blessing. And sometimes you get so mad and so pissed off that it's not going the way you want to go. But when you're listening and paying attention, you receive the things that you're actually asking for. I wanted to be a pro drummer. I wanted to tour. I wanted to do all this stuff. And maybe UNT wouldn't have given that to me. But not getting in there, I met the friends who I wanted to play with that actually moved back to San Antonio, and I got to spend lots of time with them be around so many phenomenal musicians so i wanted to hit on that real quick before i moved forward so there you go guys that's a golden nugget it's sometimes we want it to be our way so bad but sometimes i don't know best right i mean right. is that possible joe sometimes i want it so bad but i don't know the right thing it's like just chill out and let let it be right and you got to remember what you're asking for because you know we ask for so many things like i want this i want this i want this you can ask for it, but if you're not listening to receive it, you're not going to receive it. And back to music, that's a huge thing about music. You can play and play and play, but if you're not listening to the music around you, you're not playing music. You're just making noise. Mm. Mm. That's good. So how did it end, though? Well, and why well, why'd you get out? And honestly, it hasn't ended. Now, now touring with 
at the level I was touring that ended. I had to retire from that just because it wasn't necessarily touring that was killing me, but the things I was putting myself around was literally taking my life. I was putting in too much bad stuff in my body. I was putting in not only toxic things in my body, but also in my mind. And I was at a place of being very, very broken, um, a very painful place. Like I didn't, ha- I didn't feel any self worth. I felt failure after failure after failure, and I was, I didn't feel like a great dad. Didn't feel like a great um, friend. I didn't feel like a great musician. I felt very, very empty. Um, and it was crazy. I'd go get on these stages and play in front of hundreds of people and get off the stage, and they want my autograph. And man, you're so incredible. This, 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 and this. And then that would all end, and I'm like, I feel empty. Like I love playing music, but this. There's no fulfillment. And then, like, I would just break myself down and come home to be a dad and, like, feel worthless. So I got tired of that feeling. And because of that, it led me in a dark place where, you know, I really abused my body and didn't take care of myself. And I was really just, like, melting myself down um, and not doing the great things for myself. And the sad thing was is not only was it hurting me, but it was hurting the people around me. It was hurting my relationships. It was hurting my ability to be a great dad for my son and ability to be a great son for my parents. And just, it was hurting me as far as serving my purpose that God gave me. And I realized that and it just like, it put me in a dark hole. So at that point I realized I need to do something different. Um, and I remember, you know, same thing. I needed something different. And all of a sudden all these people were telling me all these things and I wasn't listening, but something that caught my attention. Um, you may know the guy's name is Josh Weathers. He's a talented musician, but He's successful in a big company, a nutrition company, and I, I knew he was successful in the top percentage of his business. And I was like, hey, man, like, how'd you get successful? One tip, what do I need to do? He's like, Google a guy named Zig Ziglar and just okay. watch him. There you I'm go. Like, okay. And, man, like, that led to a whirlwind of just hunger for this knowledge. Let's – okay, so – and then you go and you're you're a successful entrepreneur now. You've opened up several companies, several businesses all across Wichita Falls. You're breaking into San Antonio, opening up businesses. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier about beating ourselves down and, and that I personally have been, while I have been having success in one area, I feel like I've been struggling in another. We were actually talking about waking up early in the morning and I was feeling like I was missing out on kicking ass and, and conquering and you were kind of talking about you got to give yourself permission and, and love yourself kind of so talk to me a little bit joe i'm beating myself up i'm not waking up i'm not doing what i think i need to be doing yeah man and, and it's really easy to beat yourself up whenever you hold yourself to a certain expectation um because i think mo- everybody wants to feel good everybody wants to be happy i, th- I feel like that's the ultimate success and if people don't feel like that and they're looking for what success is for them look into that because like being happy is true success a lot you know i've chased numerous things thinking that was success i thought that being a rock star was successful i thought that making a lot of money was successful i thought that having the family was being successful but me being happy to enjoy everything that i get to experience is success that's that's good dude because when i hear that i it's i don't know it's so silly but it's like i'm I'm, I'm asking for your permission for me to be happy. You know, like almost that's what it sounds like. like Simeon, do you need Joe's permission to be happy? Is that what you're seeking right now? I'm having a real fucking moment. I mean, this is real yeah. talk. I'm This is like I'm hearing you say that and I'm like, oh, shit, dude, you can be happy with what you got. But right. then there's a huge part of me that's like, dude, you're not doing enough. You're not crushing enough. You're not being consistent enough. You're not worth love. 
And that's something I think we tell ourselves, you know, um, whatever you tell yourself is what you'll accept from everyone else around you. And that's whenever I was in that dark place of doing music, like I didn't love myself. So no matter how many fans and friends and people that love me were giving me love, I wasn't feeling it because I wasn't loving myself. And that was hard, man. Like it was really hard because we were playing phenomenal shows, like in front of great people, in front of great friends that loved us genuinely who, who we were. And I would just say, you know what? They're just fans. They don't know me beyond this because I didn't know myself beyond this because I didn't love myself beyond the performance. Mm -hmm. I literally had made myself two people from this facade to day two or on stage to off stage and it sucked. But that was just me telling myself this. Like I didn't, I didn't give my permission to be who I was all the time. I felt like I was greater because I was on the stage with the drum set, with the lights production and, and the artists. And I felt like I was less when I was off the stage. And that was something I told myself, even though it was mm. me, no matter what, I'm still Joe Cortez. You know? mm. And like when you're being successful, you tell yourself, oh, I'm doing this, this and this. And, and whatever your, your definition of success is, you're telling yourself all these things of greatness. But then when you take the break off to vacate and do to rest, sometimes you're like, oh, I'm not crushing it. I'm not that awesome. But it takes all of it to be all of it. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That reminded me, thank you for saying that. That reminded me you were talking about uh, equating the hustle to a workout, right? And talk yeah. about what you were saying about it's not, it's how important the rest is. Most definitely, you know, and, and I think this is something that's just like, it's crazy because fitness, I'm in the health and wellness industry with fitness, and so people get it mixed up. They think that I got to work out, work out, work out, work out to get the result, but the result happens after you've broken yourself down in the recovery process. That's that's when things trans transfer. That's when things transform. You do your stuff all day and you rest to rebuild yourself for the next day. Rest is part of the growth part. You know? That's good, dude. That, that's really good. That's like, it's okay. So how do you, after you go through this phase, you're in your resting phase, you've, you've pushed hard, your body is telling you, you got to rest. Maybe you don't accept it. Maybe I don't accept it, but I realize I'm in a resting phase. It clicks. And then I feel like, oh man, I don't know how to get back on track. I don't know how to turn it back on. I'm feeling like wobbly or something like that. How do you get yourself back online? Right. And, um, that's a great question because I have to remind myself these things all the time. And one disclaimer I want to put out to anyone, everyone who's listening and you as well is like everything I share is just things that I've personally grown through from my experiences and my opinion. Um, everyone receives things and, and does things differently and that's okay. That's what's so awesome about the human race is all of us put together make such an incredible thing. But these are everything I'm sharing here is just what I've grown through and what's worked for me. Um, and I'm not going to ever share anything that hasn't worked for me that I heard in a book or heard someone say, if I've applied it in my life and it's worked, I like to share it. So disclaimer there. So for me to get back on track and for me to like get up after finishing a huge accomplishment or crushing a goal, because there's always, you know, peaks always have a valley. And that's, that's part. Once you hit that peak, what's yeah. next is the next valley, right? The rest. But having the clarity and having the vision of where you're going. And earlier we were talking about like, it's cool to have my plan for the year, but what does five years look like? Because after you crush everything that one year, what's the next thing coming up? What are you doing next? So what is next for you right now? I'm rebuilding right now. I'm really creating the next plan. Um, my wife and I have worked really, really hard. And it's really cool because we have multiple businesses that 
we both own separately yet together. Um, the dance studio that she's owned for over 10 years now and has made a massive impact. Um, and I'm a part of it. You know, I, I do as much work as I can to help her and lift her wherever she needs and fill in the gaps wherever she needs. But she has 100% say in that, and I'll give my opinion. But at the end of the day, that's her baby, and she kills it. So I help out with that. And then as far as Herbalife Nutrition, that's that's my business, yet she's been a huge catalyst to building that business too, but I have the full say in it. Then the gym is another thing I have. And, um, man, we're just growing everywhere, and we're looking to expand but the next thing for me is really getting, I want to get back into music and I want to spread my message and impact to more lives beyond Herbalife. Um, the Herbalife Nutrition Company has really, really impacted my life greatly to make me see more of myself and put me around so many powerful people to help me grow faster. But I realized that this, this logo and brand here is a deterrent to a lot of people for multiple reasons because there are a billion companies out there and they're all phenomenal if they're helping people. But sometimes some, someone sees that and they're like, you know what, he does Herbalife, I don't want to talk to him. Well, I want to make sure I impact everyone, whether they like Herbalife or not. And what I want to do is people love music. I love music. I want to be able to relate with that and be able to impact everybody, especially the younger generations that are growing that actually are still sponges and are questioning and aren't set in their ways. Yeah, I feel like totally. junior high, high school, like there's so many things that like, I remember growing through all these decisions I was making to become the person I was going to become. And the influences they have impact them for the rest of their lives. And I feel like if I can add value to that age group through music and through my story, it can really make a mega impact. And with social media the way it is, that can funnel people where they need to go, whether it's direction, inspiration, or nutrition, it's all there and they can pick and choose what they want. So that's that's what I'm building right now and, and really put, piecing together is a, a plan over the next six months to get that ball rolling. What's your biggest struggle right now? Or, or something major you've recently gone through that I'll, I'll tell you one of my I'll say my let me go for, turn turn it on yourself Simeon come on <laughs> shit you want to be the big dog let's be the big say, dog like, which one damn come <laughs> on right which one yeah I'll tell you I, I would say my my struggle is uh, I, I feel like I'm struggling with uh, being consistent and time management Th those are kind of the things and we we talked about there's a time for rest and there's a time to push hard. And I feel like I've come out of a time to rest and I've got a great home studio set up as far as with the office and situation. And I do believe for me, it's, 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 there's value in me waking up early, you know, either doing some editing or doing some writing, doing some planning, whatever, you know, even going for a walk, like there's just value to that time that I'm not taking advantage of. And honestly, I think just by saying this out loud, this is going to just kind of be the kick in the in the face that I needed to just kind of keep growing. But that those are kind of things that I'm struggling with right now. Definitely, man. And and I, those are things I I struggle with day to day. You know, we're all human beings, and if anyone says they don't struggle with that, then they need to literally look in the mirror a little bit harder because I think everyone struggles with that. And the reality is like being consistent at the habits that make you successful, that make you drive you towards your goals, are really like my focus right now. Um, I just got through being coached by a phenomenal coach by the name of Monica Zanz out of LA. And um, an exercise she had us go through was just a limited belief exercise. And that's really where I'm, that's my struggle right now is I've, I've learned and recognized all these limited beliefs that I've created in my, my life from childhood to now. And I'm really just trying to embrace them and realize what triggers them. So that way I can kind of rewire 
my brain to go where I want to go. Um, and, and a huge limited belief I had was just, it dealt with the law of assumption. I would assume so many things. I would assume that if I did this, it would let people down and they wouldn't love me as much. And that belief has affected me since grade school till now. And the reality okay. is assumption is, is really a lie. It's, it's you putting, connecting dots that aren't 100% the truth that you'd want to connect to connect. And like through that, that can really mess, that messed up my brain for a long time. And it would, it would cause me to disconnect from so many people. And I've really been growing through that because, um, for example, let's just take my coaching business. I work with somebody, we coach them, we go through month one, month two, month three, month four or whatever. For some reason I'd get busy and I couldn't call them on our scheduled appointment and I'd feel bad instead of getting back to them. Like, man, I let them down. You know what? I'm going to wait for them to call me. They're probably pissed off. Yeah. And I'd okay. lose a client, man. And like because of assumption, because I assumed that they'd be mad. And the reality is if I would have called them the next day or whenever I thought to call them and just apologized, everything probably would have been fine. But it was a it snowballed. It was a limited belief that I created a long time ago. And that started out in, in school. I remember I would make bad grades on papers and I thought that if my parents saw my bad grades that they would love me less. So I went to a point of like hiding my papers in the hill country under rocks and it's really funny, but wow. that that whole start right there triggered this limited belief of assuming that people would love me less if I let them down. And, and that's man, crazy. Like, it went on forever. It's, and, you know, I know we got some younger people out there who tune into the show. We got some older people out there. I know young and old people write in and, and talk to us. I mean, it's, we're t two grown-ass men, right. uh, men on the climb, and we're talking about struggling with love. I mean, that's like, you want to talk about the root of it, love is a, or or not allowing ourselves love, or, gosh, man, it's about love. It really is. It is about love. Do I love myself? Will I allow myself to love? Will I allow myself to, off the hook, to recover for this moment? Or... Am I just going to hate myself and beat myself down? And that's it, Joe. I push out a lot of positivity, right? I do. I push that right. shit out. But, dude, I fucking have demons like a motherfucker, dude, and just beat myself down. I do. And uh, the reason I just got to crank that volume up is otherwise I'm going to fucking jump off a cliff. Not kill myself, but just jump off into the deep end of fucking just the shit. So that's why I appreciate you. I'm glad you came on, dude. How has, how did teaming up with a life coach, that woman, how did that help you? What did you gain from it? Well, here's one thing about coaches that I've learned is if you, whatever you want out of life, someone's probably achieved it, unless you're wanting to invent something that's never been invented. Yet you can follow numerous inventors that have invented great things in the field that you want to invent things. But whatever you want to achieve in life has already been achieved. So when you find what you want, then you seek the coaches and mentors that help people got what they want that you want, you can get the same result or the result that you want in that direction. So I have some great mentors that have been coached by this lady and are phenomenal speakers, phenomenal life impactors. And when I learned that I had access to being coached by her, I was, I signed up. Like I was like, take my money, let's go, let's do this. And just having a perspective from that field of the direction I want to go just changed like, hearing oh man it was just it was so surreal because i see these speakers and these people killing it that i love and then being coached by their coach it was just to me and like my struggles and my things i wanted to grow through it, it was incredible i'm um, in music 
I had my favorite drummers, you know, five, six drummers that I loved. And I learned, you know what, how did these six drummers become great? And I would find the three to six drummers who they followed and just break it down to the root. That's the thing. Whatever you want, you can get because someone else has already gotten it before. Break it down. That's great, man. That There was a, a term that I heard one time, and it was about it's not magic. So just kind of like what you're saying, like if you're a photographer, look at your, you know, your your favorite photographer and break down that image. It's not magic. Uh, it was it was do they have a great looking subject you know what is the subject wearing how's the makeup how's the light what's the the setting you know where time of day you know are they in the city are they urban you know break it down but joe there's just a part of me and i'm sure other people can relate to it there's part of me that just wants to be like fuck it i can't do it i just can't do it joe's a fucking superhero and i can't fucking do it because you told yourself you can't mm. and that's it whatever you tell yourself that's that's it man if you want a different outcome, you got to have a, you got to do something different. You got to take the T off camp and you're good. You can. Mm, say it again. That's great. Take the T off camp. You can. You can do anything. Anybody can do anything if they believe it. And if it's meant to happen, the reason I didn't go to UNT because it wasn't meant to be. That wasn't it. The, and, and I'll get real. Like the reason why I got the music business after I got arrested the 12th time and I was sitting in county jail like I knew I needed to do something different. I wasn't listening the first 11 times I went, but the 12th time I was like, you know what? My son doesn't deserve this. My wife doesn't deserve this. My family doesn't deserve this. I need to do something different. And finally the pain hurt bad enough to do something different. And I did the opposite of everything I was doing and got the opposite result. Mm. 12 times. 12 times. Wow, man. <laughs> and then here you are though. It's like, that's inspiring to me because just man i'm i'm just in one of those modes right now where it's like i i go through peaks and i just had a powerlifting meet you know on saturday just dominated I hadn't had a powerlifting meet in 20 years and i guess it was just a big high and then right after that you know my mind just kind of went in a crazy spot so um i'm gaining um inspiration by by your story joe I thank mean, you man i really am and that's the thing. Our st I think everybody has a story, and whether we choose to share or not is our choice, but when you share it and you don't keep it, you can receive more. And I think one of our first conversations, I was talking about the cup, you know, this thing can only hold so much until it's overflowing, and until you dump it out, you can't fill it back up. And as far as the content I put out, I put out content, I go through phases where I'll do a whole lot on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter or whatever, I'll, I'll crank out a bunch of stuff whenever I'm growing a whole lot. But like right now, since I'm planning, I'm not putting out a whole lot. I'm really trying to get clear on where I'm going the next five years. But the reason I put things out is as I learn it, I want to reflect and let people understand what I'm learning so that way I can refill and learn more. Because whenever you teach something, not only do you add value to more people, but it also helps you to understand it more. So that's the reason why I put out my content and the value I share. It's not because I'm trying to preach anything. It's just, this is what I'm growing through. This is my story and this is how it's impacted me. And maybe there's one person out there that need to hear it, that it impacts. But whatever you're putting out is gonna be received by someone or something. It's just like our breath, you know, God didn't make us to take our breath in and keep it. We gotta let it out. You gotta give to receive the next breath. This is great, man. I, I'm pumped to be in the new studio. This is going to be a huge, for me, just like that, because we're going to have a steady place set up. I can bring people in, 
gain some information, share it, push it out. Brittany's here hanging out. She's running the cameras. She doesn't want to get on the camera. Are you coming in? She doesn't want to get on. Man, okay, Joe, let's uh let's let's kind of talk about your planning process. You said you're in a planning phase right now. So how do you how do you do this? And you're and it sounds like you're 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 in a long planning phase. You're like it sounds like you're giving yourself six months to plan out. Is did I hear that right? Well, I'm giving myself. I want to have the plan done in six months, and this is a five-year plan. Um, I really feel a calling to play music again, but on my terms. Um, in the past, when I did music, it was always I had to support somebody. I had to support an artist. I had to support artists. I had to make their music and make their tour and make their show. But I want to continue to share my message and my story and impact lives from the junior high to high school age group and put together a tour. And this is actually the first time I'm saying this public, but put together a tour where I can go and speak, have speaking engagements with the, an hour to 90 minute show, um, full on production and hit up two schools a month, four schools a month, whatever works best for the plan and um, share my message and then allow them to have contact through me to follow me through social media so that way they can gain content mm -hmm. year around. There you go. And that's, I'm really trying, I'm getting clear on how I want to, what the message needs to be that's coming from my heart. But really, to answer your question, like, how do I start the planning process? It's like, I, I listen, like, what, where, where's my purpose? How do I need to serve people? And, and what does God want me to do? Like, what is, I can do whatever I need to do, but what do I need to do that's going to fulfill me? It's going to be best for the greater good, what's going to be good for my family, what's going to be good for my career, what's going to be good for those people who I inspire. That's it. It's not about me. And so going back to the mm -hmm. whole, I told you, Josh Weathers told me about Zig Ziglar to look him up to be successful. The very first quote I heard Zig say was, if you help enough people get what they want, you will have everything you want. Hey, there you go. And man, that's been something I've focused on. The first time I heard that, I was like, dude, that's huge. But that's the reality. Like, We serve people and re we receive by serving. And especially when you're serving selflessly, you receive so much more. There's been so many times in the past I'm like, hey, you want to play this gig? Hey, you want to do this interview? Yeah, but how much am I going to get paid for it, Simeon? Like yeah. that used to be my mindset in the past, but that's not it. I'm here to create, share value. Would you want to pay me? That's cool. No, I'm just kidding. Right, right, right. Hey, I get it. I, <laughs> I get mean, it. I'll take the money. Yeah, but yeah. No, but that was me in the past. I'm like, I'm not going to do it unless I'm getting paid. I'm not going to do a studio gig unless I'm getting paid. And that was so selfish because like, what was it? Yes, I needed to make money at that point in time, but at the end of the day, I want to serve. I want to add so much value that it creates better good for everybody else. I know I'm going to get taken care of. That's it. I mean, God takes care of the birds, takes care of the butterflies, takes care of the fish. We're going to be taken care of when we're doing what we're supposed to do. Mm. There it is, man. It's like... I, that's true, man. You're just... Give and you'll be okay, right? I mean, just if we allow ourselves to be okay, because, man, it can be, it's a real thing that in our own mind, we can shut ourselves down. We can block ourselves from receiving mm -hmm. because of our wiring, because of the way we were raised when we were young, because of lies that were told to us that I'm still carrying as a grown-ass man, even though I'm trying every day, you know, to be aware of them. Uh, and that's what, that's what I'm saying, like growing through limited beliefs that we create. Yeah, there you, know, you go. Limited beliefs. What our self-talk is. Because our self-talk is so important. Like when you say can't, like that's part of your vocabulary, you can't do a lot of things because you're not allowing yourself to do them, you know? That's it, dude. 
I'm, I'm, this is a big moment for me if I'll allow it to happen. Cause it, it's like, dude, I got a great relationship, you know, Brittany and, and I are doing awesome. I'm physically, I'm doing great, you know, better than I've done in probably 10 years, you know. Um, my son is healthy. I've got a great day job, you know, I'm all the ends are met. met. I've got this awesome studio. I get regular conversations with people such as yourself. I could share it out. But there's a part of me that's like, it's not enough. I'm not doing enough. And it's like, well, what's the point, dude? Like, are you happy? Like you said, am I happy? Because, P.S., you're going to fucking die. You're going to die, Simeon. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Like, guess what? This is going to end with you being dead, and your son's going to be alive, and then his son, and then his son or daughter, and I'm not going to fucking be here, dude. So that's when you ask yourself, like, what what did you do from born date to your expiration date? What is that dash? What do yeah. you, What are you putting in that dash? Yeah. And to some people, a lifetime can be very short. To some people, a lifetime could be billions of lifetimes, depending on the impact they make. Yeah. Depending on the value they share. Which that's why I love what you do. You put so much content out. What This is what, episode like 70, Dude, 80, we're 90? We're coming in on 80. We're 80, this, right? Slap, my, slap me in the back of the head, but I don't know the exact number. But, but you guys will know when you're watching the episode. But yeah, so I mean, that's that much value that you've been a catalyst to putting out. And that's huge. Because maybe not today you're getting 1,000 views a minute. But what if you want to do something huge and it becomes at that level of exposure that it impacts that many lives? When you're at episode 89 and all of a sudden it, it hits and then everyone goes back and watches the other 88 and, videos. Dude, that reminds me, the man, Tupac, he said, I may not change the world, but I guarantee I will influence the mind that does. So there you go, man. And who knows? The uh, the fruits of our labor, the seeds that I'm sowing, I may not ever see the you know the the full repercussions. Dude, let's take it back. My grandfather, my grandmother, you know they're picking cotton. You know they they came over from Arkansas, went into California. They're working with all the farm workers, the immigrants. My mom, you know. We came up, dude. Like my mom, when moved to New Mexico, she's a single mother walking to work, working the night shift. The house that she moved into wasn't even like a fully put together house filled with trash. And she had to take that. Like when she moved in, it was literally a trash house. And they're like, yeah, I guess you can rent this. Didn't even have electricity. But she moved into it to take care of my older brother. And now, and here I am. I'm like, I got this fucking badass studio. I'm talking to Joe. I got a beautiful woman, you know, partner, life. And my son's healthy. I got money. And I'm bitching that I want more. I'm like, dude, open your fucking eyes. Like, just be thank. Can you be thankful? Nailed it, man. And that's the thing. Gratitude is a great multiplier. When you're grateful for what you have, you can receive more. If you aren't grateful for what you have, why would God give you anything more? If you're not grateful is, for for everything that you have right now, why would you ever be grateful for more? Mm. That's that's part of the giving thing. If, if you're not going to give the greatness you have and share it, more is not going to be given to you to share more. Mm. What good is somebody with all the knowledge of the world if they're not willing to share the knowledge for other people to grow? What good is a guy with a beautiful studio like this that's not putting stuff out for people to see yeah. 
and grow from. And that's what's really cool. I mean, your previous episodes I've grown from. I've watched numerous of your, your episodes you put out, Steady Focus, and it's inspired me, which puts me in a place to share more value being on this episode. So I'm grateful for the value you put out there. There you go, man. Mm. Full circle. Well, it is full circle. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, God. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for the clarity. And thank you, Simeon, for opening your mind to allow this to happen. And it, receive this, dude. Just receive this and love yourself. It's so easy to just to go back and relive childhood. And just quit. Just quit, dude. Just love yourself. It's good. Love yourself. Joe, I mean, damn, this has been great, man. I, you will come back on the show. I, I know you will. Next time we'll see how the studio has changed. So uh, final thoughts, anything else you want to send out to the world? Uh, yeah, what, what do you got to say? Maybe there's a, like you're talking a lot about junior high, high school kids. Maybe they're tuning in. and they're Definitely, and that's you know part of the whole next five years I've been playing. I was like, what is my message? What is, what value do I want to, I want to leave? And my mission is truly to inspire greatness within myself and others. Kind of, if I can't be great, no one's going to listen to what I have to say, but I also want to help people build self-confidence and love because when you build that self-confidence and love within yourself, you can experience and do so much more because it's how you feel that allows everything else around you to, to vibrate. So I, I think one of my favorite questions to ask, especially the younger generation is what are you doing next? What's after, whenever you're out of, the jail of school because they have yeah, to go to school. There. What's next? What's when you have freedom of being an adult, what's next for you? What do you want to do? Because you can do anything, anything. You don't have to go to college. You don't have to start a job. You don't have, to, I mean, you have to take care of yourself and live, but what do you want to do? And when you really, if you think about and you take the time to learn what you want to do, you can be happy. So many people want to get a job and make money to make money, to pay bills, to have things they have which is just a vicious cycle and trap that won't make you happy. Unless doing the same thing over and over makes you happy, that's great. But when you have the option in high school to spend four years and really study what people do, like, I want to be a doctor. Why do you want to be a doctor? Because I want to make the money. Well, have you asked the doctors if the money's worth them being on call all the time? Have you asked them if going to school this long is worth the paying those bills? Like, what do you want to do? And that's why Leap was like, ask better questions. And, and with the technology the way it is, you can research so much and learn so much before you actually get into the field to make sure it's genuinely what you want to do. Because when you have clarity that gives you confidence, when you have confidence and you love what you're doing, you can be happy. There you go. If I allow myself to have it. If I yes. love myself enough that I can be happy. I can be happy. And if you want something different, you got to do the opposite of what you're currently doing. There you go. If you want something different, you got to do something different than what you're doing. Do something opposite of what you're doing. That's true, man. Well, we're about to sign off, but what's a what's a, a book that has impacted you? A book that you really enjoy? Maybe it's a book you've given around a lot, you suggest to someone a lot. My favorite book is The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Beale. Mm. It just, it's a classic that has so many phenomenal principles. Um but a book that really changed things for me in the last season I was in was The Power by Rhonda Byrne. And that was, she also wrote The Secret and The Hero. Um, the Secret was a huge deal on Netflix, huge movie that came out with it. Um, but man, I think, 
I think every book has value, but the biggest thing about books is being aware of what where you want to grow and what you want to grow into because every book has different value. And like you can read a book front to back, front to back over and over, and it's always going to be different because you're always a different person as you're reading a book. But the power of positive thinking, those life principles in that book has just taught me to shift my mindset to be positivity wins. Positive is, love is positive. I mean, on the other side of love is hate. On the other side of light is dark. On the other side of, you know, there's always a yin and yang, you know? So, um, that's definitely my favorite book. However, the book that got me reading after high school was The 12 Pillars by Jim Rohn. That's a book I recommend to everyone, like especially if you're not a reader, if you haven't been reading in a long time. It's uh, The 12 Pillars by Jim Rohn and uh, Chris Wiedner. They wrote that book, and it's really nice because 12 chapters. You can read a chapter in like maybe 30 minutes, and it's a story that builds the 12 foundation principles of a successful, happy, loving life. So, yeah, 12 Pillars is definitely my recommendation. Joe, where can people find you online if they want to dig in more? So super fired up. I'm all, all the social media, all the networks. I'm finally plugged back in. We're rebranding right now. Um, so the .com is going to be yojoc.com, Y-O-J-O-E-C.com. Um, right now it just has links to all my social media. Okay. But we're going to have a lot of great content on there from my coaching to my social media content to um, health and wellness, fitness. It'll all be on there. So whatever you want to grab and take from it, free or paying the price which whatever you want to do is all accessible through yojoc.com all right well there you go guys uh i think that's a that's a great wrap up we're just going to end it on that um make sure you guys uh check out joe he's a he's a really good man i hope you guys got a lot of value out of this conversation because i know i sure did make sure you guys get over to steadyfocused.com pick up some of the new shirts new hats be looking cool when you're taking your chick out on a date or your man because it it's going to guarantee you're going to get some Makeouts. I guarantee it. But anyway, guys, until next time, I'm your host. I'm your number one, Mr. Simeon Hendricks. And this is Steady Focused. Mm -hmm.